Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. We are your hosts. Jessica. And I am Chris Eaton. Uh, and if you're wondering why I'm speaking in such a low baritone today, I have a terrible sinus infection after the two TMI. So uh, my voice is a little, it's a little harsh. I'm t- drinking some some fluids to kind of clear it out. But uh, you're going to get a little more low-key, Chris, this afternoon, which I, some people have said is probably for the better. <laughs> Jessica, how are you? I am good. It doesn't sound mellow. It sounds like you're doing 60 minutes for 2020. Tonight in 60 minutes, we are looking into the conditions of the Slaterville, Louisiana slaughterhouse and the apparent video that's come out tonight. You just cut to like Ted Stossel talking, talking to the main guy. Would you say the animals are, are 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 treated fairly? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh sure, you know we just follow the entire thing. I don't know why I just pulled that whole thing out of my ass. That's just what I do. <laughs> Sorry about that. This is the crap my brother and I do. We just write up shit like that. So, um, so yes, uh, it's been a few. It's been a minute since we got to sit down and record things. You know, life is life. We have been busy, but lots of stuff. Has happened in the last, I think, six weeks since we last did an episode. Uh, one big thing, WonderCon happened. Jessica was knee deep, like like behind the trenches. At um, how was your WonderCon, Jessica? It was good. It was good. I ran the two press rooms for the two panels that I had. One was diversity in films and their future at award shows. And the other one was actually the 30th uh, and like 30 years of celebration of Power Rangers. Mm. And of course, that one's got a little bit more in relation to our podcast. Mm -hmm. And it was really wonderful. And I had really, really great guests. I had. Uh, I had Dan Southworth, Scott Zillner, Andrew Gray, Sylan Ward, Kevin Thompson, and the original Black Ranger, Walter Jones. Ah, uh, yes. So they were all really wonderful on the panel, and I really hope that everyone enjoyed it. It seemed like a lot of the attendees and fans enjoyed it. Also, there was a, always a long line for Q&A. Really? That's, so a, that's, that's a good sign. It's a good sign. And we got a lot of really great questions. And I think it's a testament to the legacy and the franchise of what Power Rangers is, because the (laughs) people who asked the questions were in all it was just diverse across the board Mm. in, in not just their ethnic background or their, you know, how their sexual orientation, but also in age. Mm-hmm. So they were from children to pe- teenagers to young adults to those over 50. And I think it's just really great because it showed why the franchise has lasted so many eras and generations it has. And also obviously gearing up to the 30th on Netflix, right? Which is um, once and always. I hear that. And I check my pulse on my neck. Do that thing. <laughs> just to, like, am I alive still? Because I was eight years old when that show came on the air for the first time. I still remember that first. I remember exactly where I was when I saw that first promo. I was watching Saturday morning cartoons on Fox. 
and I was in my parents' bedroom watching their TV, and it was a sunny day. This is how well I remember it. And I just remember it was like August because school was approaching. I'm just like, oh, man, I don't want to. It was like my second to last Saturday, and Fox had already started ramping up all the new shows that are coming. And then I think Batman had just ended like a rerun and then they're like coming to Fox, you know, this, this fall. And they just show, it was just, it was a quick cut of King Sphinx uh, bashing. <laughs> no, no, it was the power. Rangers. they show. So yeah, this is what it was. They showed the power Rangers, all of them doing their pose. They show them like fighting a few things. And then they cut to King Sphinx hitting the red uh, Tyrannosaurus uh, with his staff and that thing falling over and my mind broke I'm like what is this <laughs> this this looks like i'm like at that point ultraman had already aired in america and i you know i'm so i'm aware of some of the stuff my dad has started getting me like magazines that you know were covering these things but i didn't know what sentai was i had no idea about these things and i just saw a robot dinosaur fighting a sphinx monster and I was already jonesing for my fix. So, and then you add like, uh, like when they, like the day before the premiere, they showed the, uh, another trailer and they showed that all the robots combined. And then I was just, I was salivating. I'm like, I need this in my system right now. And that, that was a glorious summer that for those who weren't around for power ranger craze, the summer of 93 going into 94, was a glorious time like that christmas was insane like you got anything power rangers because that meant your parents really loved the shit out of you and they went out of their way and fist fought other parents <laughs> to get you something we got we got the black ranger and the red ranger six inch and then we got the king sphinx and the goldar and even though i didn't get the zords i was still quite happy and then that later that year, the Green Ranger would appear, and then my childhood was cemented. I'm just like, who is this? Who who, who is this? You know, bad mofo. Like, he became the Tommy was the Chuck Norris of a whole generation. So yeah, so yeah, the love of Power Rangers is deep. The love of Power Rangers is life. Power Rangers is love. It it is, and it's and it's just <laughs> you know, it's the it's the original. MCU universe, you know, kids are crossing all over, generations are ta Tommy showing up 50 million times over, mm -hmm. you see them again, Billy is back, things are happening, and it's almost, and in a way, like Doctor Who, if you, you don't have to watch all of it, you can like and love the generation that you know, mm -hmm. you know, and, and stuff like that, or you can like all of them, so you can always have kind of your your team or your particular ranger that you exactly. like. Yeah. That's how long, that's how things last. It's, uh, I forgot who said it, but there was a, there was someone that was talking about your character, your character is going to live beyond you and have a, and, and have a life. You have to eventually let someone else take a crack at it. Meaning you have to step back. This might've been Stan Lee. I, I'm not sure. I might be attributing it to him, but I might've been someone else. But, you know, <laughs> it's the argument that a timeless character can be interpreted through many generations of many different writers. And eventually, if you want it to have that longevity, you will have to step back and allow someone else to play in the sandbox, if you will. 
So that's the beauty about Power Rangers. They got smart when they're realizing we can just, you know, save some money by changing the cast up. And then once they realize, oh, hey, Japan has 9,000 of these things. We're just going to take you know, new toys, new things every year. So new series. And I think that's what really kept the uh, the show show going, even through some of the more uh, darker times when uh, Disney had them and they were just kind of like, you know, almost like the redheaded stepchild, if you will. Do you remember going to a Disney store and seeing Power Rangers toys? I do. I do. It was very weird. And it's still weird to the fact that it's in this world where Disney owns everything, that they owned Power Rangers before they owned Marvel and Star Wars. In fact, they actually sold Power Rangers when they bought Marvel. Like, you could have had it all. You could have had it all, but no, like they, they, there's, there were times they just didn't know what the, what they were doing with it. So, but now Hasbro owns them. I think Hasbro is a better place for them to be. It fit, it's, it fits with the, um, the roster of things. So you can now have Transformers and Power Rangers together in one glorious universe and it would all be legal and sane. So it's a good time. Yeah, it, it it is. And, you know, I think I honestly do think that if Disney had them now with the marketing team or the branding team, whoever, I think they could have really done well. I think it so was. Too. Yeah, I think it was just right <laughs> franchise, wrong time. I mean, mm-hmm. the franchise is always right because we love Power Rangers, but and Disney can do anything with the right team and the right yeah. ideas. So I don't know. Yeah, it was at a time where I was I was surprised because that, that was supposed to corner the boys market. Mm-hmm. That's why they bought them. Because they, so, had Je- yeah. they had they had they had X as a um, as a channel. It was Disney Tunes got turned into JetX. It was supposed to be geared at boys. This is ultimately what led to them buying Marvel and Star Wars because they they were done like you can all the girl stuff you want. Disney had it. But boy things like. Disney, like Disney was little kids and it's uh, for, for girls. I mean, you can enjoy Disney. There's no doubt about it, but it's like no kid, no boys. Like I want a, you know, let's just say I'm looking for a, um, like a Lilo and stitch like set because they're like, that's not something I want to play with, but they, you know, you, uh, you get like power Rangers and like, they're like, Oh yeah, no, no, that's where the fun's at. So, um, I will say, I'll say this because when they made the deal like back in like 2015 or so to like, or no, yeah, 2000, oh God, was it longer than that? It's like 2011 or 2012. They, when Netflix stream was really a big thing, they got all the series on Netflix for about a year and a half. Oh, it was when Saban got it back. Saban made the deal. So yeah, it was like 2013, 2014. So, um, I actually sat down, I was like, Feeling nostalgic, went back, watched the first couple of seasons, you know, and you see it through the lens of an adult and you're like, I understand why I love this, but this is also a little hard to watch again too. But uh, I was perusing through and I'm like, yeah, maybe I wonder, you know, I wonder how these other ones look because I stopped watching after Lost Galaxy. Um, so I'm just like, and I think that was at the end of the Saban era too. That's right before they sold to Disney. I know there was like eight or nine shows in between there. So I remember someone had told me, like, if you're ever going to watch any, any of the, any of the, you know, the newer ones, 
watch Dino Fury because, you know, they're like, you love Tommy, and he's like uh, front and center on that. And then, or was it Dino Fury? Or is it, it was one, the dino, whatever the dinosaur one that he was on. And then they're like, the one you should watch is SPD. I'm like, really? They're like, oh, yeah, just watch SPD. Like, because the, they even knew the Japanese stuff. Like, the Japanese version was awesome. This is just, I'm like, I, are you, you're telling me a mo, like a more modern Power Rangers? They're like, yeah, just watch it. And I'll be damned. It turned out to be one of my favorite shows they've ever produced. Like, you know, 35 or 34 year old me is sitting there rewatching Power Rangers, this new show. I'm like, this is actually interesting. The writing on this is fantastic. Like, again, why didn't this take off more? Like, like, then legit love SPD. And like, it's, it's the last Power Rangers show I bothered to watch. I tried to give, um, Spawn got him back and they did the, the samurai one. I'm like, oh, yeah. they, they really went back to being the kid show. I'm like, this, this has passed me by. I, I appreciate the effort, in, but I digress. There, yeah, there are definitely some moments where it's a little more rated E for everyone. <laughs> yeah. And then and then others where it is clearly <laughs> meant for adults, not in the way everyone's thinking, but, mm. you know, just like, oh, okay, it's for a little bit older. Yeah, that's what SPD felt like. It was like they, they wrote, you know, like, you know, let's just write it like, we're not aiming at a four-year-old or aiming at like 12-year-olds. It's like, okay, yeah, this this all worked. There's there's like a dynamic on that show. Like it felt like there were actual stakes and everything. And like characters weren't, characters were flawed. It was like, this is, this is nice to have. Like, I, I, God, why doesn't more, why doesn't more TV write like this? So but <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> so I'm glad, I'm glad you're, that, that panel went over well. Um, anything else of interest happened to you, uh, at WonderCon? Oh, no, I just, I was able to do the four things, the two press rooms and the two panels. And then I was able to relax a little bit on Sunday and actually walk the show floor. Oh, so you did get and, to see the floor. Yeah. So I did get, to, I did get, I did my best, mm-hmm. uh, to see, to see the floor. And I did really enjoy my time on the floor and just kind of looking around and not feeling you know really pressured to have an agenda to finish certain things or do certain meetings so i actually had i mean i always have a good time but i was able to actually see more of the floor and artist alley and small press and everything i think it that was the only thing i didn't get to really walk through was all of artist alley i walked the rest of the show obviously i stopped i got some uh friends out there shout out to lenny so talk to him. That's when I found out about his unfortunate um, injury that he's dealing with right now. Uh, he just posted about it on Instagram. Poor, poor guy tore his uh, his um, his pec, his pec muscle. So. Oh no. Oh yeah. Of all things, you ready for this? Doing sumo wrestling. You know what though? But that's a story to tell. It this is a story. Okay, I, I, this, yeah. This isn't like. I mean, it's okay if this happened. We all we all go through. It's not like I sat there watching a okay, I love K-drama. So I'm just going to say mm-hmm. I sat there watching K-drama and I just tore it. Yeah. I literally yeah. had a friend all she did was get out of bed. She didn't fall, she didn't do anything. She didn't she didn't do anything dramatic and she like tore something. And mm-hmm. like a pelvic it's called muscle. getting old. Or just sitting old. there just sitting there typing. She was literally like yeah. typing an email, not stressed. 
No, it was just like a hey, what's up email, and then like tore a like psoriasis muscle, and I was like, what the hell? Um, at least Lenny has a story to yes. go with this. Yes, he does. <laughs> so yeah, um, so yeah, yeah, I felt bad for him because he's you know he was you know he was oh, killing it there, but he's oh. I'm like, we work anything news like, oh, oh no, and he told me everything. I'm like, oh my god, because famously last year. If you follow wrestling, there's a guy named Cody Rhodes. Um, he had just come back to WWE. He was there for all three months. And then he injured himself weightlifting. He tore his pectoral muscle. So he, he tore the oh. tendon that connects the, um, the, sh- the chest to the shoulder. And uh, he still did a match. He was scheduled for it. It was like the weekend he was supposed to do this big match. And he goes out there and his he takes off his shirt, wrestles the match, and his entire shoulder and like uh, left peck is black and blue, and it's the nastiest thing you've ever seen. So it's not it's not a la- it's not a laughing. I mean, it's, it's yes, it, it's it's a good story, but like it's that's that's a convalescence, I, and I, that's why I'm like, man, I feel bad for you. He's like, I know, but it's what I did. So. Um, so shout out to him. He's, uh, if you, you know, um, we'll put, we'll put, I'm going to put his link to his Etsy store in there. So since he's going to be curtailing back traveling this year, he's just going to be doing local shows. He can throw a little couple of shekels his way with some of his fantastic art. Um, I did, you know, I got, I picked up something there because I, I only got to see you for all of what, three and a half minutes. Yeah. The show. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm I'm helping my buddy at his booth, and I see Jessica in her purple hair zoom by, and I see Sam right behind her, and I shout, Jessica. Of course, you're in a zone. So when you're in a zone, it's hard to get your attention. So then I start yelling, Sam, and he stops. <laughs> it's kind of like it's 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 like when um. I'm not, and please tell him I'm not comparing him to this. This is just the the situation, the, how it played out in my head. But it's like when a dog hears something in the woods, or he hears like you opening like a can. It's like my name. Like he stopped and he perked. I'm just like Sam, Sam. He turns around and it's just that. Oh, oh, Chris. Yeah. It's like. Please tell him I'm not comparing him to an actual dog. It's just the way it looked. It's that look when they stop and their and their ears perk up. It was like he perked. He's like, wait, I hear my name. So, yeah, so that, you know, got to see you for all three and a half minutes because you were rushing somewhere else. But um, Sunday I got to really walk around and uh, there is a uh, – I did find something that does relate to the show because um, – I'm, you know, curtailing back on purchasing because I'm saving to go to Japan. But there's a a vendor that comes to WonderCon every year. He's a local guy named Stuart Ng. Runs a bookstore out in Torrance. Shout out to Stuart Ng Books. Um, they sell nothing but pop art books. That's that's their big thing. So art, it's all like comic related art. Uh, that you know, in that matter, and they sell art books and other things, but it's mostly like pop art. It's a fantastic store. I love going. I, mm. It has a special connection because it, my father and I, I used to take my father there all the time. And he loved that store. 
Like that was like his jam. I whenever take him to WonderCon every year, I get an extra pass. He'd hang out in that booth for like two hours, just browsing through everything. So, you know, last year my father passed away. So like this, you know, I don't think Stuart was there last year either. So he was back. So I was perusing. It was just kind of like, you know, having like a moment and there's, I'm like, man, there's, there's a lot of good stuff here. Like the big thing was like, oh, there's, you know, he had the Miyazaki book that was like the precursor to Nausicaa. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe I'll. I might buy this because I was like, I'm not going to buy a lot. I'm just, I'm, I'm, there was really nothing there at the show that was like, yeah, this is worth my time. So I had that, but then I looked down and he had these comic books. I'm just like, what is this? It's a French comic book that's in English called Kong Crew. And I flipped the back over and it says, premise, what if Kong won in 1933? And I'm, I'm like, sold, sold. <laughs> there was four issues. I'm like, I'm sold. I, I flipped through the art. It looks, it's the, it's like a giant homage to Dave Stevens. I'm like, I don't care. I'm, I, I buying this blind. So I, I, he had two, three, and four. I grabbed them. I'm like, oh no, there's no one. So I, I, you know, I go up to the register and uh, <laughs> I asked the, the nice lady talking. So I'm like, do you have any more issue ones? And she, you know, yells over to Stuart. And he turns, he's like, ah, oh, now we're out. We sold out like an hour ago. I'm like, damn. So I'm like, you have any more at the store? He's like, no, man, I brought everything that's left. I'm like, damn, damn. So well, I'll have them in stock. I'm like, oh, cool, when? He's like, oh, it's going to be like two months from now because they're all coming from France. I'm like, God. I'm like, all right, I'll take what I can here. So um, I went scouring online, and I found a seller. They had one, number one left, and for a reasonable price. So shout out to Serenine Books because I can't – I'm because of them, I discovered this wonderful King Kong book, like in the month of King Kong's 90th anniversary. So I'm uh, I'm blazing through it. Uh, it might be something we do an episode on because I'm like, I've, I've I'm like I've shown people that and I'm like, have you ever seen this? I'm like, no. What is this? It's this magical thing. So, but it's essentially Kong takes over New York. And they abandon Manhattan, and Manhattan becomes like a new Skull Island, so there's dinosaurs running around everywhere. And it's all, like, pulpy, 1930s, like, rocketeer-ish looking art. I'm like, this is, I'm like, I feel old because something like this slipped by me, and I'm like, how? It's like Brody from Mallrats. I'm getting slow in my old age. So... Excuse me. So yeah, some some good times. I'm um, I'm happy you had a good time, Jessica. WonderCon. Uh, we're getting we're getting into the summer. That means con seasons approaching. Are you ready? Yes, yes. And for a second, I thought you said Kong season. Oh. But you know, you know, con con <laughs> season's good too. Con season. I yeah. was like, oh, oh, we're yes. having a okay. No, no, it's not Kong season. I mean, there would be, it'd be cool. If there was a Kong season. It's like, you guys stay in. There's, there's 50 foot apes running around today. It's like a smog day, like in the eighties out here in LA. So, um, but yes, we are entering the convention, the big convention season. Uh, of course, Comic Con. We have, we will be at G Fest. Monster Blues is around the corner. Um, out here in LA, we have two weekends back to back of like just Japanese, just every monster, everything the show covers. So there's Japan World Heroes, which is the mm. um, 
the biannual show that they run uh, on the uh, on the Power Morphicon off seasons. And then a week after that, like the All Monsters Attack show is coming out to to LA too. So I'm like, hmm, it's gonna be a lot of Godzilla this summer. And uh, for those out here in Orange County, the uh, this this toy store or this toy shop called Creature Bazaar announced they're working with uh, one of my favorite theaters, the Frida Cinema. And they're doing a whole weekend of Godzilla movies. And what they previewed, I'm like, my God, it's like, it's almost like 72 hours of just nonstop show of movies. It looks like they're showing everything up to a point. So at least anything between 1962 and 1975. So there's a lot of fun stuff coming. Speaking of which, we should get into the topics of the show. There's a lot of news, and this is what we're covering today. So, where, where should we should we start with the comic? Cut some comic books first. Ooh, yeah. I know yeah, this is your that would be lovely. Your area of expertise and forte. So, IDW's been um, they've been hammering down republishing a lot of stuff uh, since they re-upped the license with got with the Godzilla license. So it's been nice. They've um, there's been a lot of out of print books that have come back into print. But uh, they are currently, I think they just wrapped up their second, like, Godzilla miniseries, which is the, um, oh, I'm sorry, uh, the, was it Monsters and Protectors? Is that the, that that's the series, I believe. The one with Eric Burnham? Yes. And Dan, yeah, Dan Groning. Um, yes. That one was really great. Um, and it was really good because I think it's something that both adults could enjoy and also children as well. And they had gorgeous covers, not a, but of a different series with James Biggie, I believe, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Um, and they're very beautiful as well. So if you're not reading them, at least grab them for the covers. Oh, yeah. uh, they no. are they are very, very beautiful. Well, IDW announced that it looks like they're taking so they're taking a different approach they to their are. next miniseries. Here's the thing: this is why I love miniseries, Jessica, because it's self-contained, and you get to tell this one great story without having about the baggage of your numbers. You're not worried about any of that. It's what it's. Also, I have a soft spot for them because it's what Marvel did to Venom. Like Venom's never had a true ongoing series. It was always those limited runs and each run would do better than the next. So then they're like, all right, another, another mini series. So I had them all too. I had them all and every single one of them. I bought Venom. The I have lethal protector still. And I just realized I'm like, this is a cheesy book, but I understand why my eight year old self loved it. So the best one though, the best one was um, Venom and the madness where Venom symbiote got infected by some sort of like parasitic intelligence and it turned like he gave him all these little heads like that would pop out of the symbiote and he had to fight juggernaut. It's like, ah, yeah, this is, this is, a this is, you just want to chew on it as a, as a kid. Like, this is awesome. This is everything that is awesome. I say that is awesome because IDW announced something so damn awesome. And I am, be on the moon hype for it. So Yes, they, yes, yeah. It's the team behind old Lady Harley. Is that is that who's who's doing it? 
Uh, yeah, it's the it's Frank Thierry and Anaki Miranda. Mm-hmm. So it's Godzilla, Here Be Dragons. The art is gorgeous. Oh my god, I am in love with the art. <laughs> yes, it's like 1500s pirates at the sea or Spaniards, conquistadors, whatever you want to look at the images that IDW has put up as a preview. Mm-hmm. Because it makes sense. If he's been around this long, he doesn't just... In the version that you have, if you want to believe he's right, of the more yeah. older primal creatures... Then mm-hmm. he doesn't just pop up in 2014 with, you know, Aaron Taylor Johnson or whatever. He's no, going to pop around. up from time to time in mm-hmm. other eras of our history. So, and I appre- I really appreciate, I want to have it, I mean, as a big map, but it's like these old world atlas maps yep. of like a pirate ship and you get to see different parts of land, but in the background you have like, Ibraya, you see Mothra, you see Rodan, you see maybe Manda, but it's like a pirate ship map, mm-hmm. but with all of the, instead of, you know, Loch Ness, and there's a mermaid in there, but mm-hmm. you get to see all of these creatures that we know as kaijus, but obviously to them and a much more limited time of science and technology, you know, it's mythological sea creatures. And I love it because if you think about it, yeah, he could be a dragon. Mm-hmm. Sea dragon coming out of the ocean. A very large one, though. Mm-hmm. I mean... Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're going with modern Godzilla, he would just dwarf a, a, like a, a like a Commodore-like level ship. You know, that's, you know, out the... <laughs> Every time I think of it, I think of the uh, Anchorman joke. They're like, what's diversity? Oh, I believe that's an old wooden Spanish ship <laughs> that <laughs> sailed between... You know, this and like I I don't think the network's concerned about an old wooden ship. It's like, well, well, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> it's such a great joke. <laughs> an old wooden ship. <laughs> but that said, Godzilla and Pirates, I sign me up. Oh. You know, it, I I've argued there's really there's no bad situation. And if you want to do Godzilla in these this day and age, go wild. Like, start swinging for the fences. I love the idea of Godzilla in the time of pirates. Like, this has captured my imagination. Like, I'm a nine-year-old kid again. I'm like, oh, like, Godzilla and scurvy. What a time to be alive. (laughs) It's definitely one of those where, like, you think to yourself, why didn't I ever think of this? This is freaking brilliant. Mm Mm-hmm. This is, and not only that, but uh, the art. I was looking at, um, uh, uh, I'm sorry. How do you pronounce his name? Inaki. Inaki. I. Right. I would. I would pronounce it Inaki. Inaki. So Inaki's art. Let's start posting some of it on on Twitter. And not only the the design that he's using, he's using a very Final Wars esque design that still has that. It's the thing I I I would I prefer. I would. Hope that to hold a lot more artists to do. It's just I don't need like a some wild brand new design. But let the artists like add little touches to like the you know I know they have a a standard in the model they have to follow, but let them let them have just a little bit of creative freedom on it, and it looks like that they kind of allowed a little a little bump to like 
kind of design up the final wars design to kind of to feel a little more organic so i'm absolutely love with the pirate designs are oh they, these are amazing these are gorgeous so the artwork looks fantastic so i absolutely cannot wait this is what i want more out of the comic books i want these wild insane stories um that that just go bonkers it's part of the reason i have deep love for half century war because it's just this weird high concept story but it's also very small and intimate at the same time but like what james stoko did with that i'm just like this this is i could see this as a whole movie i would love to see this as a whole movie so yes yeah, so give me godzilla empire not since dark horse jessica have we been teased with such a uh, a possibility? I think, yeah, I think it's going to be really unique and very different. And I feel like people are going to really, hopefully, very much enjoy it. I've seen a lot of hype for this online. People are like, Godzilla and Pirate, yes. My God, yes, sign me up. Don't ever underestimate the, the drawing power of a good pirate thing, especially since Pirates of the Caribbean. People are, are all in on pirates nowadays. Yeah, no, pirates is an evergreen topic. Yeah. So pirates, or genre. They're, they're, yeah. Yeah, they're timeless. So let's move on because we have a couple other things. And the one big thing I want to talk about, we're gonna talk about a new anime, but it's not the one I think Jessica's thinking of. No, no, this is something ironically more up your alley, Jessica. This uh Toho took a swing and out of left field. Like, like two weeks ago, they're like, hey, we're doing this. I'm like, I saw the date. And I'm like, it's this is I mean, it's on April Fool's, but this is not April Fool's when you're announcing this. Yes. Yes. So just out of the blue. No, no, like, no, there was no, no warning whatsoever. They're just they just drop. Like, hey, there's gonna be a new Godzilla anime. We're like, what? At first, we were like, are we getting a second season of Singular Point? Are they doing something new? Like, is this something for, like, maybe, like, you know, the good folks at Trigger are finally getting to do it, like a Godzilla? No, 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 no. Or no, no, no. Or none, none of that. None of that. We're <laughs> on our YouTube channel. We're going to give you a brand new spanking series all based around Chibi Godzilla. And not only that, it's got the greatest <laughs> title I've ever heard. It's called Chibi Godzilla Raids Again. And this, the preview was brilliant because it was the classic march. And it's just Chibi Godzilla, like, look, mad, looking off to the side, and it just zooms in on it. I'm like, all right, you have my attention. <sighs> I, I I just remember looking at it. I'm like, okay, this is bonkers. This is absolutely bonk bonkers. But you know what? I, it's Godzilla, so I'm almost by law. I have to give it a shot. Look, I love Godzilla or Gojiban, depending on your 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 um, pronunciation. Uh, certain friends of ours have had have said it's supposed to be called Godzilla. I'm like, but I like I like Gojiban better. It sounds better, you know. It rolls off the tongue easier. But I absolutely love that. I adore the hell out of that web series. Uh, it's 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 cute, it's playful, and my God, they they do the thing I love. They play around with the lore so much. There are two Ghidras in it. There's if they existed as their own suit or something like that, it's like there's the role we're doing that. 
<coughs> I mean, they introduced Gigan's family. He's got <laughs> he's got a mom and dad. And then he has a sister that's I'm like, this is wow. Okay. This is wild. Like he's got an older hot sister. I'm just like, I don't know how I feel about any of this. And then he's got a super bratty like younger sister who has a her hands constantly changed to like different things as she dresses like Sailor Moon for some reason. So I'm like, okay, well, if I'm all in on that, I will give Chibi Godzilla a, a chance. And so last week, Toho America announced, hey, we are porting over the show to our American channel. It's going to be completely subtitled, so you can check it out. And so the first episode aired. I immediately watched it, and I just hit the send link to Jessica. I'm like, I need to know what you think. So before I say anything else, because I know that this is your bread and butter in things, because everything adorable has to go. Like, I, I, I measured the level of adorableness by how much Jessica reacts to it. So I'm going to turn the table over to you for a minute. I want to know your thoughts on Chibi Godzilla Raids again before I go ranting and raving. I think it's so cute. I also like the part where he turns and waves to his dad, but his dad's not drawn in Chibi version. His nope. dad's just drawn in a realistic style. Yes. And he just says Godzilla in an English accent. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, look at that. I'm ignoring it again. Mm-hmm. There's there's just so much like <laughs> like turn pa- deadpan humor in it. Death death floored me. That yeah, and the part where he's telling Mecha Godzilla his atomic breath, and he's like, "You can make tempura at that <laughs> temperature." And he goes, "Yeah, sounds about right. That seems like what the recipe calls for." <laughs> it's just like, oh my god, oh gosh. It's too oh, much. It's too good. It's too good. Like again, I I was I was flabbergasted by how much I ended up loving this thing. That first episode because it's just chibi Mechagodzilla watching, and the way that they draw everyone, they all look like. I mean, they're adorable, but they're also like, how do I put this? They're all deadpan, and the fact that. Chibi Godzilla is essentially just like a uh, another little Godzilla. Like yeah. there, there's regular Godzilla wandering around, and he has like he has this weird disconnect. Like Mechagodzilla, like it's what Harvey Birdman did best. It's the best way to you know if Harvey Birdman turning a law, where you have one sane character surrounded in a world of insane characters, and that's where the humor comes from. This looks like it's going to be sane character. Godzilla, Chibi Godzilla comes off as just this weird, nutty, disconnected from the world uh, character. And Mecha, like Chibi Mechagodzilla is like questioning everything. He's like, what are you even talking about? But it was the gag of when he introduces, he's like, that's my dad, Godzilla. And you just see Godzilla wandering around in the background. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he's like, the, he's like, I love my dad, but he's, I'm too small. And they show like Godzilla accidentally stepping on him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he yeah. turns to the camera. He's talking to my Godzilla. He just turns to the camera. He's like, I dream one day is to grow up so I can hug my dad. And Mech, it just pulls out from my guy. He's like, who are you talking to? Like, 
the deadpan humor caught me off guard. I'm like, this, I, I love it. I love it. This is what I, this is, give me more of this stuff. This is absolutely brilliant. So. And, and when I, Chippy, when, when Chippy Mechagodzilla is talking about like humans made him <coughs> and that mm-hmm. he's basically a robot and Chippy mm-hmm. Godzilla goes, oh, like an air conditioner. Yes. And he's yes. like, why would you compare me to an <laughs> air conditioner? These are all jokes your grandmother would love. And it's like, oh, that's cute. And that it does, it works, but it also works in this quietly, like, subtly brilliant way. Like, just like the jokes, they're, I mean, yes, they're aimed at kids, but like they're written with some panache to them where you're like, ah, yeah, that that's good. I love it. But there's the tone and the charm of this whole thing. Are, I'm like, I'm all in. I I hope they go like Godzi Band and they just keep cranking these things out till till the sun dies. So God bless God, God bless Toho. They're, they're, the fact that in the last few years they've been willing to open up and try new things. This is definitely amongst them. Uh, it's probably best it's not like longer than like five minutes per episode because I think that's it keeps the jokes running pretty good. It does. It does. Especially like that joke. It's like, no, when my dad hugs me, he crushes my bones every time. <laughs> yes. And I'm just like, oh, man, how many more times can you play that? Oh, it's probably going to be a running gag. I this, They just released the second episode as we're recording. So I'm, I'm gearing up to sit down and fire before I go out to watch that. So, but yeah, give give it a chance. I know people who are are knee deep in this stuff have never seen Godzi Band. I'm like, give it a shot. It's a kid's show, but it's it's got such heart and charm to it that you'll immediately fall in love with it. Like the things they do in there with with the characters are 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 beyond fascinating. So there's a lot. Of, I saw a lot of like vitriol. I'm like, what is this? Like, why can't we get you know seeing there? I'm like. It's clearly a cheap flash show. Like, so stop whining and appreciate the fact that you even live in a world where this is a thing because 20 years ago, it never would have been a thing at all. So, and uh, if you're on that channel too, they all, they also uploaded Godzilla Island, which um, if you've never seen, it's, it's a bonker show that uses Bandai toys uh, as, as puppets. And it's hard to describe, but it, it's, it's a lot of fun. And here's the thing I didn't know. The Edge from freaking U2 helped write the theme song. I'm like, what? Like, I remember see, I saw him like, that's not that Edge, is it? Sure enough, they like, so Toho tossed money at him to write a theme song for this five minute like bumper show. I'm like, someone owed someone a favor, and that's how this happened. That's the only way this happened. But I, I Give give Godzilla Island a chance too. They, these are these little nooks and crannies that like not a lot of fans have ever had a chance to to check out because we never got them over here. So now's now's the time. Go support it. Oh, it's so cute. Yes, absolutely adorable. You know what's not adorable, but what's awesome? Our final <laughs> oh, topic God. tonight. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So the last show we actually they had just announced this, which was. There's a Gamma anime coming, and it's coming to Netflix. And it, all it sold us was Gamma fighting five kaiju. It was that's they told her out the bat it was going to be six episodes. I'm like, okay. So now we wait for the big reveal because all they were doing were teasing things. And so over the weekend of uh, WonderCon, 
uh, there was a, this this big anime show in Japan, and uh, Kodokawa rolled out the red carpet to show the first trailer, camera rebirth, and yeah, sign me up. Um, normally, this is where I'd be like yelling at the top of my lungs because I'm excited about keeping my composure right now. So, two and a half minutes. <laughs> which clearly only show like the first two episodes uh, are already. I'm like, I sold, I Jessica, I've already bought the figure. Like my band, I just came yesterday. So I'm, I'm staring <laughs> at him right now. I'm like, look, it's been forever. I need my gamma fix. And this looks like it's setting it. Like we get, so here's the thing. They released the cast, the crew, the director, it's being directed by uh, Hiroyuki uh, uh, Sashita, I believe I, uh, I believe I pronounced that correctly. But he was one of the co-directors of the uh, Godzilla anime films. I remember that being a big deal to people. And I think I ranted on on those folks naysaying already. And once the trailer came out, I think that a lot of people stopped naysaying as much because. It, this looks this looks <laughs> this looks awesome. I, my one my one and only sole complaint about the thing. I'm like, you're doing an anime camera, and when you're in the world of anime, you can design whatever you want. Go wild on the design. Camera, I mean, it looks cool, but he still looks a little conservative. In terms of not straying too far from like the general designs they've used for them. Meanwhile, they show Gauss, which look like flying, you know, sky zombie bats, which I'm like, that's awesome. But the big one, Jessica, is they brought back Jiger. Jiger's back. And not only that, but man, does he look awesome. He looks like a, um, they really like hammered home like a trice, his triceratops look. And of course, much like everything with Gamera, it looks like there's there's a lot of family fun and a ton of gratuitous violence in this thing. I mean, the trailer opens up with Jiger like literally killing two dudes with like his spike tail, and it's you know it doesn't give you too much. It just introduces you to these three kids, and apparently monsters are appearing. Gamera shows up. Starts fighting said monsters, and the action looks phenomenal. The idea of uh, Gamera torpedoing into like a populated city to fight Jiger, and he does this the way that it was animated. I'm like, yeah, that looks that looks fantastic. There's monster wrestling like this because now that they're in animation, they can do stuff they couldn't do with those, especially a big turtle suit. Like it can move in ways that they couldn't do, you know, with the um, limitations they have. So watching Gamera toss Jiger over his head like he was like um, throwing a log and then them locking up and like wrestling. I'm like, yes, this is a happy place. This is quite the happy place for me. I saw people complaining about they're like, oh, this looks cheap. I'm like. At this day and age, look, they've come much further than those Godzilla animes. We've come much further than Knights of Sidonia. 
this is unfortunately the world we're going to live in with anything Netflix, for the most part, they're going to use this CG anime look that they have. That said, it looks a lot better than some of the other things I've seen. What are your thoughts, Jessica? I, um, my eyes have learned to adjust to mm-hmm. uh, this type of animation, but it is overridden by my excitement of Gamera because it's definitely been way too long. So mm-hmm. I literally leaned into the TV and watched it three, <laughs> four times, freaking the F out. Also because I just, I know that animation can make things look kind of different than live action. I don't have a problem with the way he, you know, live action is, but when he flies while animated, I think looks very cool. Oh, did you notice? I am very, very excited. (coughs) Did you notice what they added to his flight mode? This this got by a lot of people. So when they show when he's flying, so he's got the the fin the the sea turtle fins out again for like the uh, the wings. Yeah, yeah. But the rockets come out of the wings now too. Oh, he's got the propulsion yeah. under the wings, and it's like six of them. And it was like, wow, okay, that's awesome. I so, think yeah. I yeah I'm I'm so 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 excited. I think what was more excited, I'm just excited for anything. Um. <clears throat> Gamera. I remember the first time I read it too quickly, and I thought it was Five Kaiju was like a name, like Five Guys Burger. And I was like, Five Five Kaiju? And I realized, I, whoever sent it, there was no space in between Five and the word Kaijus, I guess. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I think, I think they meant Five Kaijus. Um, however, what was thing is, again, Sam, never seen a giant turtle. I was, I was watching my best friend watch this trailer to an anime, and then the moment a giant turtle took off into the sky, he was like, "What? Why?" <laughs> like, like his face. I wish, I wish I took a photo. I wish I took a photo in the video because it was just shock. He was perplexed. He was intrigued. He, because like he didn't see that coming. No. So, and oh my Godzilla doesn't fly right all of a sudden. So like he doesn't. You know, he didn't see that. So he just took off in the sky with his little flipper propellers. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what? What the? What? <laughs> um, I, I, am, I am so very excited. I was I was like leaning in literally off the couch, almost almost into the TV, almost fell right off the couch face first. But I'm very, very excited. Because Can't, it's an... I, I, Yes, I'm he, he's an he's an old friend we haven't seen in a while. Yes, friend of the children looks like mm-hmm. a badass. Yep. So I am eagerly waiting to see what those other three monsters are going to be. So yes. my hope of hopes is that there's one brand new original monster in there, um, and that uh, you know I I got a feeling they're probably going to just bring back all the classic Showa ones, but the new one or at least one of the unused ones from um, when they were, you know, like Garrett Sharp or something like that would be awesome. But that's, um, that's holding out hope right now. So the toys though, uh, like I said, I got the Gamera, I got the Bandai vinyl already. The Gauss uh, looks pretty cool, but that Jiger, I love, and I love how colorful and vibrant, like it seems like all the monsters are going to be like the Gauss are these bright, like, 
orange like it's like it's a nice change of pace from like the like the dull you know the more like charcoaly colors that they had in the uh, in the movies but Jair's just this like big purple like monster it's like it's it's almost like he's grimace walking around like with three horns it i the aesthetic is what really pops out of me i will say this it feels like that Pacific Rim has kind of set like a new standard, much like, like, you know, every, every year, every couple of years, like a movie aesthetic will, will leak and everything like the mid 2000s had the matrix aesthetic where everyone was wearing black leather. Everyone was looking cool. All that good stuff. Uh, Pacific Rim with their designs of having the bioluminescence, like all over their kaijus that seems to port it over just about everything now. When they start doing it with the uh, legendary Godzilla movies, like especially Godzilla and Kong, like the fact that like his chest and his eyes, Godzilla's eyes were like lighting up every time he would, um, he would, you know, fire up. And now it looks like Gamera has it going on on his chest. Yes. And yeah. when they showed you, yeah. they show you that scene at the end of the trailer where he's starting to like, because they actually show you fi- him firing his, his, uh, whatever if he's gonna be shooting like the plasma balls or it's like the stream they haven't shown that yet but the light up on it and i noticed that in the on the toy like it's really there's a centerpiece in the middle of his chest that looks like it's it's like some sort of power source so i can't wait i did no release date yet i'm hearing i read rumors possibly july or august like like worldwide for it but nothing quite yet but they've already put out pre-orders for some of the toys so i'm assuming they have a release date in mind and it's sooner than later because they want to get to to making some money on these things but it's yeah. a good day it's a good year this is a good time like the people that complain about what they have i, I know i'm a broken record i go on this about this every every show but i'm like just appreciate what you have all right yeah i get it some people are like oh the animation looks cheap i'm like you have it there's a camera anime. It's never been done. It's like, this is, you know, this is what it is, and it looks good for what it is. So maybe just appreciate it for a minute. Wait till the show comes out to really start making your judgment calls. So, but I digress. I, I don't have the, the voice or the energy <laughs> to, to rant and rave for this episode. And in fact, because I'm starting to lose my voice, I think we're going to call it a show. So this is a little addendum uh, to the show. You've already heard us sign off, but as we had just literally recorded, I think what was like the night before, Jessica? Yes, yes. Of course, something big breaks. Like, and this is, you know, before I put everything together, I'm like, uh, we got to cover this. So squeezing this in at the end of the show because gigantic news broke about two days ago, as of this recording, that we finally got the name of the next legendary 
Godzilla movie. Jessica, would you like to tell the good people what that what that name is? Yes, Godzilla. Actually, just X Kong. Godzilla mm. Kong, the New Empire. <laughs> Which I was not expecting, but it's such a cool name. And the tease is not even it's that's not even like a it's not a real trailer. It's like a how Do would you describe it? Yeah, it looks like a little it looks like a motion comic. Like I'm like that that's an interesting way to go. I mean like I know it's a year away, but it also says that like they are dead set on that release date, which I'm happy about because Godzilla and Kong I think moved like five times. Uh, the pandemic even before the pandemic like it was supposed to come out in like yes like march of like 2020 and then i got pushed back to that uh november weekend and then the pandemic pushed it back another year to like may and then they're like no it's going back to november and then like no it's back to may and then they're like well screw it we're moving it up and it's gonna be in march and you know it's gonna be the the movie to herald the return of the movie theater. So not having to wait nearly as long. I think it's literally going to be two years to the day. So it's like 24 months. So they just, they got on this thing. And now we know for a fact, it is a Godzilla Kong, another team up movie. I think the X just means Godzilla and Kong. I think okay. it's just a, I think it's just a fancy way because, you know, the millennium movies, they did that that X symbol as like the verses or whatever they wanted to call it. Batman um, V Superman. No, it will always be verses. <laughs> yes. I don't like the V. I don't, you have a two letter word. You don't need to hyphenate it anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know how lazy you are, but it's two letters. You could type it out. It's Batman versus oh, Superman. <laughs> That's fine. So, you know, I like, I mean, aesthetically it's Godzilla Kong, the new empire. That's great. I like what the name is insinuating. I feel, you know, the legendary put out a press release for it this morning with, you know, it's the basic nonsense because the movie's over, you know, it's a little under a year away. So they're not done yet, but they're giving you just the like Godzilla and Kong have to team up against a new threat. And of course they're going to look into, you know, more of hollow earth and all the stuff they've been sent up, which is kind of similar to what, the Godzilla versus Kong synopsis was, and uh, you know, say what you will, we did get Hollow Earth, but we didn't get as much as I was hoping for. So I'm hoping this movie is doubling down on that because there's one thing these movies have done very well is built the lore um, of this, you know, this lived-in world that all these monsters exist in, and I, I that aspect I've been digging the most, like. The, the temple that Godzilla was, you know, camping out in, in uh, King of the Monsters. Kong had Skull Island. And then, you know, when he went down, they found the throne room, which I'm like, this is, this is metal. I like this. And like, I'm, I, you know, we were just talking before uh, we start recording. And as I told Jessica, like, I'm an easy mark for all this stuff. Like, you don't, it doesn't take much. <laughs> it really doesn't. Like, I, when it comes to these movies, I'm still just a giant kid. Just give me my damn monsters and have them fight, and I'm happy. Like, look, I've said it before in this show, there's really no such thing as anything bad Godzilla. Like, I can even appreciate the 98 film as just a solid monster movie. 
like I don't have a Godzilla movie that I hate. I have a, you know I have the movie I like the least. That's the the two thousand two Mecha Godzilla movie. I I just find it kind of boring, but it's not bad. I'll still pop it on when I want to. You know if I'm like I gotta watch Tokyo SOS, I gotta watch this first. So give me the lore, give me all that all that fun stuff. But the biggest the biggest reveal, which Jessica herself didn't even realize it was quite the reveal until I explained it to her, is that we got our first look at possibly the new big bad of this new empire. And I mean, I'm, I, I'm digging it. They're doing the thing I'd hoped they would do. They're giving us more monkeys, Jess. They're giving us, giving us more apes. Um, and this one is, uh, this one's kind of interesting. I know. What does he look like to you? He kind of looks closer to not a gibbon or a bonobo, but mm-hmm. something with longer arms. Also, I love the fact that I woke up and I had all these screenshot with a yelling, uh, from Chris. So I watched it all blurry eyed without my glasses, but I watched it twice Mm -hmm. on my cell phone and somehow again on my laptop. And I don't know why I just didn't catch that. I'm guessing it's having a slow moment. Yeah. I was tired. But it's, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> says Jason Lee says in Mallrats, I must be getting slow in my old age. <laughs> but no, he looks, he's got much longer arms. Yes. And he's also got, as Chris pointed out, mm-hmm. the blue eyes. He's got the, he's got the hollow earth powers. So it might, we, they might finally do the thing where they should, they might give us, Jessica, they might give us like a glimpse of the war, like that they keep hinting at, like the Kongs and the Godzilla's going at each other. And I'm like, Look, if they if that's the opening ten minutes of this movie, and the rest of it is just, you know, um, uh, uh, Rebecca Ferguson just screaming into a microphone the rest of the time, I'm like, I, I, yeah, I'm good. You did the thing. You did the thing. Like it could literally be her in a sound booth screaming into it. But I'm like, you gave me ten minutes of that. I'm like, this, this is fine. I'm like, I'll, I'll I'll gladly go back and pay more money to watch this. Hold on. Uh, wait, wait. Rebecca Hall, right? Rebecca Hall, thank you. Oh, no, it's okay. No, no, I just want to make sure that I remember. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. like, okay, so it never occurred to me for whatever freaking reason. I guess I've only ever seen Kong in a specific physical format mm-hmm. that when they had the fights or whatever, I always thought it'd be like Godzilla or Godzillas that have like the same body shape versus Kongs and Kongs with the same body shape. Mm-hmm. But if you have a varied body shapes of all different types of primates versus lizards of all different body shapes. That's like insanity. If they give us like old, like, because the way that the lore has been laid out, it's laid out. So they've, they've established Godzilla's old as crap. Like he's old, like he's an old man. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's Danny, he's Danny Glover. He's too old for this. And Kong is the young buck. Like he's, you know, as they explain in, uh, I think the comic they established, like he was born in like 1901. So he's, he like, it's like Hellboy. He, you know, he ages slowly. Like, you know, he might be this old, but he's only like, you know, in his early twenties, like Kong in, in Skull Island, like he's still like, he's like 17. And then Kong in, uh, 
Godzilla, Kong, Godzilla versus Kong. He's like maybe like a 25 year old. And so, you know, you have, you know, youth versus, you know, uh, experience. So the thing that they, it's always, you know, that essentially just lays out like Godzilla was there when the war went on. Like he was like, if they show us like little Godzilla, like young, you know, young, you know, Godzilla watching his, you know, his, his tribe, his family being slaughtered by, you know, all these apes. It's like, I'm like, that you, that's all the expansion. But then again, I'm, I'm putting things in that they probably won't, you know, they might not even be touching on, but it's been laid out. Like you just do the math. Which, you know, explains this one again, one of the reasons I really enjoyed Godzilla versus Kong is the way that they portrayed Godzilla as a complete dick. <laughs> like <laughs> in the first movie, like, yeah, he's old, he's tired, he got woken up by these by, you know, you know, these two uh these two kaiju that are like, you know, playing kissy face with each other. And it's like not on my watch. The second movie you know, the, the fighter in him comes down, he's meeting his rival and King Ghidorah. Like that's, they are like, yes, this is, this is Batman and Joker going at it. The third movie though, the third movie, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's the, uh, he's, he's playing the heel because he's like, look, I just don't like, like he, he has like, he has, you know, species racism against the Kongs because of what they did to his people. So he's not about like, Oh no, you're another threat. He's like, no, you stepped out of line, so now I gotta go put you back in line. Like he just beat the crap out of you. Like it's it's just pure, unadulterated, you know, hatred from generation to generation. And Kong's like, I don't know what the hell I did. Oh God. Like the the earlier the earlier films of Godzilla reminds me of freaking Odin from the mm-hmm. MCU just waking up from his Odin sleep, but he's mm-hmm. powerful and old. But the moment you said, no, if he was there for the war and you see a little Godzilla, I'm like, that's just Grogu surviving Order 66 and then mm-hmm. meeting Jinjar and, and seeing crap, just like a little version of him who's like, what's going on? Yeah, they give oh, us like Lord. they give us like cute little Godzilla. Like he's, you know, you know, he want like his family's like trying to protect him, you know, from like, you know, Kongs that are coming at him with like axes and weapons made out of the skin and bones of like his fallen, uh, you know, fallen, you know, family members. It's like, that's pretty metal. Like I, I always liked the idea that the Kongs were the kind of aggressors in this whole thing. Like they, they were the ones that wanted whatever, you know, you know, whatever the, you know, the Godzilla species were like lording over, which looks like it's whatever the power source of uh, hollow earth is. So the fact that, you know, they showed like when I saw the blue eye, I'm like, Oh, Oh, he's going to have some, some funky powers too. Like they might give him like the electrical attack that Kong had in the, in the Toho movie. I'm like, that doesn't mind me. Kong might get like a weird power up too. Like this is turning into dragon ball. Now it's like, okay, what are we, what are we up in this too? I'm like, but I'm all down for that. Like give that to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite hyped. I'm, I'm like, there was like that. Like I've been, like I've been to the movies the last like two weeks. Nothing like I've been, you know, stuff I've been like, I get disappointed by John Wick 4. I'm just like, this is just too much. I saw Suzumi, loved it. I saw Renfield, loved that. But there's not been anything that's been like, like I'm jonesing for something. I like, you know, there's nothing coming. Like, even as much as I love my Fast and Furious movies, I'm like, Fast 10, I'm like, yeah, when it gets here, it gets here. I'll, I'll go see it. 
this this got me it's got me back on that that train again like i'm like oh i got okay i got something to i got something to live for and it's only like two weeks after my birthday too i'm like yes yeah okay cool like just gotta gotta get it we just gotta get there so this is going to be the 70th anniversary movie by the way I, I don't think people have realized that yet but that's a good way that's a good way to, to celebrate the 70th so not only that but november we get another movie and not only yeah. that but we're getting the, the the freaking apple tv show so our, our i've said it many times our cup doth overfloweth so uh, this is it's, it's it's a good time to be alive. Anna, any last thoughts, Jessica? I just want to see a baby Godzilla and all of its toys that come from it. Although I will say, unless Chibi version, it's very hard. Like a Grogu, it's mm-hmm. very hard to make, to capture the cuteness in a plastic or vinyl toy. But know that they will take my money. I mean, I mean, you got the uh, you got the Godzi band figures, don't you? That's true. That's true. But I guess with a with a legendaries baby Godzilla. Oh yeah, because they're gonna look realistic. They're gonna look like animals. They're not gonna be, you know, they're not gonna have little rosy cheeks. No, they won't. They won't. But I, but I don't. There's a there's a wonderful Etsy artist who makes little resin figures that look like little kaijus. And I had just dropped and texted Chris an image. If he so chooses to link that and the Etsy person, we get no commission. There's no ads, no commission. We're not sponsored. Oh, yeah. This, actually, I could see that working. I could see that. that. It lo- <laughs> <laughs> look at that. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. I can definitely see that looking. You know why? Because that guy, that person looks like they captured what Littlefoot would look like if he was realistic. Oh my gosh, yes, with the textured, textured uh, skin and everything. This mm-hmm. guy got the little gills. Yes. So for those who cannot see, we might be able to put a photo up with the with the credit to the artist. I'll put um, it up on I'll put it up on our Instagram and uh, I'll put it in the show notes too. But yes, but when you when you said that, I was like, oh man, Chris hit a hit a nail right on its head. Like, look, I'm an easy mark for anything monsters. I I know you're an easy mark for anything cute. Yes, yes. <laughs> that cute is your kryptonite. Goodness. <laughs> oh yeah. What if it's a you know maybe even cute uh, crustaceans too? Yes. So, all right, well, we're going to wrap this up because, you know, it's really not much. It's like 30 seconds. But, you know, what? the countdown has begun. So we got two things. Like, we're counting down to a Japanese movie. We're counting down to an American movie. God, what a wonderful time to be alive. Yes, yes. <laughs> just give me a Briya somehow, mm-hmm. an updated badass version of that lobster, shrimp, crustacean, anthropod. And well, I am all set. Uh, not for nothing, but um, this morning, one of the uh, the um, toy dealers I follow posted that Bandai has listed September for the first merchandise for the tw- for the for the movie that's coming out later this year, and it has several 
they have plural several figures so i don't know what that means but Ooh. it might mean we yeah hopefully it means that you know we're just not the japanese are not giving us just another standalone movie we're we might be getting something else so but that movie i'm very very curious because uh if that if that G is any indication of the design, we might be getting some wacky and wild. But uh, I'm hoping that we get, you know, see it's November, so we'll probably get a trailer sometime this summer. Which summer is but a blink away. It's already the we're already towards the end of April. I hate how fast things are moving. Yes, yes. Whew. Both. Uh, how did this year go by so quickly? At the same time, every day is closer to Godzilla. Yes. That is a good way to wrap this up. Every day is another day closer to Godzilla. So that's all we have to say about that. I'm gonna we're gonna take it back to past Chris and Chica as they wrap up the show. So um, on that note, Jessica, work in the good people. Find more of our work. We are on Facebook on the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. We are also on Instagram and Twitter as well. Uh, Say what you will about Twitter. Uh, and then, however, you know, it's there. And mm -hmm. uh, Instagram has been wonderful because we can see some images. But Facebook, definitely. Thank you to Chris for keeping that so interactive and so alive. We're approaching 5,000 um, um, members. I, you know, I'm putting it out there. Let's try to get it by the summer. We got, I got, another, we got another 200 we got to hit. So... It's a, it's a little goal to aim for. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, yes, uh, uh, I'm mostly interactive on, on all those. So yeah, just anybody, ever, you know, it, I've noticed a lot more people reaching out, which is awesome. So thank you everyone. Um, on that note, also, if you're subscribing to this, uh, mind fart, sorry, let me say that, start that Chris talking, take two. Uh, if you are listening to this show, also, I hope you are checking out our new sister show, Common Kaiser, so hosted by myself and our good friend, Aria. Um, as you're hearing this episode, we will have two episodes this week because I fell behind on publishing the last one, which I already teased. So you'll be hearing this and Common Kaisers on the same day. And then we just did Half Human, the original Japanese version. So we're reviewing that. That'll be at the end of the week you hear this. And then um, next week, we're doing one of my absolute favorite films, which is Karate Robo Zabogar, which is insanely bonkers. So if you if you like this show, please give Common Kaisers a try because uh, we're talking about a lot of other fun stuff over there that, you know, doesn't quite fit the mold of this show. Um, and then... The next time you hear us, I think it's going to be a solo show because I am wrapping up production on the King Kong episode that I said I would have out at the end of last month. And we're already in the middle of April, but unfortunately life happens. So uh, check in for that one. And then Jessica and I will be back when, uh, when we get some free time. But there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff coming up. So stay tuned. And on that note, that will do it for us. So for myself and Jessica, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.